Hey everybody, Golvin here with this week's offer, which is 30-day free trial of Audible and a free audiobook from audible.com. You can use offer code offergb.com slash capital S, capital H, lowercase y, capital L, and you can go there and then you can get a free 30-day trial and a free audiobook at audible.com. And uh, thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Today, we have a very special guest, the uh, raid leader from Blood Legion, Rignoros, is back on the show. How are you doing today, Rig? Uh, pretty good, man. It's uh, actually excited to be back. I mean, uh, believe it or not, I don't know. I mean, I uh, really liked the previous interview that we had here, and then uh, just seeing some, kind of some, I don't know. I just I feel like you share a lot of the same views as opposed to some of the other podcasts that don't really understand, you know, the way that raiders think so mm-hmm. I don't know, it's always a pleasure to be here oh yeah well, thank you well i mean i've been raiding since vanilla so i've been like that's the only thing really like I me mean, i did some pvp i tried to get warlord but that was back in vanilla when it was like you had to have no life to get warlord so <laughs> i got yeah. the, the highest i got was legionnaire and i was like yeah legionnaire old school but uh but yeah i mean i'm i'm here for raiding like, with a lot of people out there just for that they just show up for the raids you know they do a lot of stuff in the game challenge ones if they want to for transmog things like that but uh you know we want to get down to the nitty gritty, get to the you know the rating, pushing For character sure, to the max, and yep. uh, especially with you know the new mode mythic coming out, which I know we're all really really pumped for. You know, finally getting you know Paragon to come up to the real raiders again. Instead of, <laughs> I, yeah. I guess I'm shooting. I'm I'm you know shots are being fired from me on the ten man, <laughs> so gotta watch out yeah. here. I'll probably get a bunch of hate tweets now from ten mans, but uh, whatever. It's mythic now; it doesn't matter. Um, so I guess then we'll just kind of get back into the flow since the last time you were on, um, you know, a lot of changes, a lot of the patches came out with, uh, brewmaster changes and a lot of abilities being removed. Like, you know, I know your favorite clash, you know, hard set yeah. stone cold one that you've been, I know you said you're about to quit over that. Isn't that right? Or <laughs> no, 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 no. I never, I never went quite that far, but, uh, I mean like that's a whole can of worms, man. I mean, I could probably talk for a lot longer than people would want to listen about my, just thoughts on the X-Pack as a whole. Uh, I'm going to try to keep it a little structured here, but just kind of going off the off the cuff in regards to that stuff. It's just... Um, I, like we were talking at Mumble the other day, and I, I, was, I was saying that, you know what? If it wasn't for all of the ability neutering, uh, I would be beyond hype for this expansion. There's a lot of really amazing changes that are going into play, meaning like uh, the Mythic... That's hands down the number one change in my opinion. Not even no no question. Uh, even from a lore aspect, I think it's a lot cooler than you know the mop and even Kata, to be honest. Like uh, you know, getting back to the Burning Legion and and shit like that. So uh, you know that's cool. Um, just revisiting a lot of I don't know. Maybe it's because I was I came up kind of for the most part during Burning Crusade since I played during Vanilla, but I wasn't really any type of hardcore and then BCs when I started, you know, raiding hardcore and whatnot. So, uh, there's a lot of nostalgia there and things, but, uh, you know, and then it just gets to the ability pruning or neutering, whatever you want to call it. I mean, it just, I feel like they really have gotten a little out of hand with it. I think it probably started out something a lot more tame than what it's kind of turned into. And, uh, you know, I've got kind of contrasting opinions because I'm sure you're aware of how, how much, 
fanboy white knight and all this that that you know it doesn't really matter what changes happen it's yeah. just people are like yeah go blizz you know we'll throw shut up and take my money you know what i mean so mm-hmm. but it's like i i just i really i mean right now i may have you know i'm not uh i'm not above being wrong and six months from now i could be totally wrong but right now i just feel like <clears throat> excuse me i just feel like these changes that they're making are bad for the game in the big picture. So yeah, uh, I, yeah, I know, I know what you're saying on that. Um, you know, because I a lot of the abilities, like for me, I guess the one one difficult thing is being you know Windwalker Monk and looking at all these stuff being removed. It's really like stuff we really never use too much, like uh, Spinning Fire Blossom or Fire Blossom, you know, drop, you know, things things that like monks really didn't use too often, except for PvP reasons. So like for a raiding monk, you really didn't use it too often. And mm-hmm. so I guess, but looking at other classes, like say, you know, Hunter, you know, getting completely reworked, like their entire rotation and everything, you know, Warrior getting things selected out like Heroic Strike, an iconic ability for the class as their uh, primary rage dump, getting removed uh, from the, you know, the Fury rotation is one of those things that, you know, it's, it's just very interesting to see who Blizzard takes on it as far as like, you, like you say, like the, like how you said it, the, the, the neutering of the classes, because that's almost for a lot of people, that's what it feels like. I mean... You know, also like for instance, dots having it to where it does like the uh, extra tick on the end of it for haste instead of being able to snapshot things for the you know Mm -hmm. certain durations and things like that, making it to where, like I've always said, it kind of I mean what it really essentially does is bring up the skill floor, lower the skill cap on all the classes in general, which I can see is a good thing for the new player, but there's really for the us you know us hardcore raiders or people that are pushing their character to the max. You know, there might be some listeners that are not necessarily in a hardcore guild, but they are always, you know, to the peak of their performance. It's like lowering the, our chances of, to show our skill in the class in the game and kind of makes it to where, you know, Joe X can do as much DPS as I can because the rotation is so simple. Is that what you're kind of meaning? Right. On it? Uh, I mean, to, that's part of it. It's actually a little bit more than that. I mean, like, what you're saying, that's that's all. That's definitely true in in the sense of like, let's say Death Knight, right? So, you know, you your heart strike is gone. Your pestilence and blood boil uh, is like baked into um, you know one ability and, and 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 things like that. So, and and, and there's no more rune strike. Uh, it's only death coil. I mean, it just it takes any situation. Whereas before, you know, let's say that you had a boss mob and then you had three other adds. Uh, and you wanted to just focus down or a priority mob, don't even have to say boss mob, like just a priority mob in, a, in an encounter that you needed to burn down or prioritize as opposed to AOE. Now it's just all homogenized into one button. So it's like my blood rune is going to spam blood boil, which does all of the above. There's no <laughs> thinking about, I mean, it's, it, it's just little fine tuned things like that. Or even as much as like, uh, we mentioned on a monk about clash. It's like, Imagine doing Latian intermissions without Clash. Like I made so many plays with Clash during that, like uh, you know, in progression when those lightning ads, having one extra lightning ad was a big deal. You no, know what I true, mean? Yeah. And whereas, like, uh, uh, you know, you you Clash to it, then you you know, uh, hamstring it or whatever. The, I'm bad with the names. The D- monk disable. ability of hamstring. Yeah, disable. Yeah, so you disable <laughs> it, uh, and then you can even disarm. You know, like just things like mm-hmm. it's like all of those are gone. So like, even it it, it doesn't change the big picture of it like i mean rating now doesn't feel different rating like on the testing but you just feel like your ability to make plays with these like x-factor abilities has been taken away because i can't tell you how many times i've been on my monk on testing and an ad is spawning and i'm just like 
I would love to clash this thing, but I don't have the ability, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, it just, it's frustrating. And like you said, it's the reason, and I know that the reason they're doing this is to simplify the game because like uh, recently when I upgraded a wide, I just made a hunter with my, you know, I, all I have is tank classes for the most part. Like that's, I have like 13 alts and most of them are, uh, Actually, all but like two or three of them are tanks. So it's either Warrior Paladin, Druid Monk, or Death Knight. That's it. That's all I really played in the past like three years. Uh, so I was like, you know, I'll spice it up and make a hunter. So I, I, I make this hunter and I log on and it's just like, I've never played a hunter before. So it's like all this. And what I'm getting at is like, you just have to imagine how someone that is just stepping into WoW, because that's kind of what they're doing is trying to get more people to play instead of trying to just keep people from not playing, you know, like they're not trying to keep from losing people. They're trying to gain new people. So somebody new stepping in, they don't want to be overloaded with like 50 keybinds off the bat. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. uh, you know, that's why I think it went from removing things like, you know, the fire blossom path or, you know, even raise dead on a death night where it was kind of like a redundant ability or like say like a hunter, you know, being able to put up hunter, like having hunter's mark as an ability, or eyes of the beast, or things like something like a, or far sight totem on a shaman. I mean, just simple things like that, or soothe, or you know, you you get what I mean. Just yeah. abilities that are very very rarely used. That's what I think they should have been concentrating on removing, and they still would have been able to remove a decent amount of the bloat while keeping the game similar. And uh, I know it ties in a lot more than that. Like I said, I can go on with this shit for hours. <laughs> but uh, yeah. the, you know, the the removal of iconic abilities as well as a big thing for me is utility, man. So many classes are getting utility just removed, gone altogether. And then on top of that, it just, that would be fine. But it just like they send mixed signals whenever it's like, okay, mages, here's Amplify Magic. And hey, Hunters, here's Aspect of the Fox. It's like, why are pure DPS classes getting these when my tank class is getting utility removed? It makes like much, it, it just, it, it seems so all over the place to me. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't really get it. So, I mean, you know, now we have paladins. You only have one spec that has a Devo aura. That's so weird to me. Every time I look at a purple or a pink raid frame, I count that as a devotion aura, you know, and now it's like, okay, it's only holy. I mean, it, I, I don't know. It's, it's very frustrating and like you said, from a veteran perspective, we're the ones being penalized. Uh, I understand it may be in their eyes for the greater good, but I think that in the end, it's making the game a lot less complex, which is going to make it a lot less appealing for very, you know, super veteran players to stick around. But in the end, man, I mean, who knows? Maybe they don't really, we're such a small percentage of mm-hmm. the overall player base. I mean, from their standpoint, it's numbers. So. Yeah. It is what it is. So well, yeah. I mean, and also the I mean they're going to really draw on the hype train from the the movie too. So they're going to be drawing in you know BlizzCon you know, and it's also like when they're releasing. I mean, they're releasing it after BlizzCon on the Thursday after, so basically a week after BlizzCon, and mm-hmm. so the raids aren't releasing until the second. So it gives all these people that are going to be going to BlizzCon that may not necessarily be subbed right now, may not have purchased Warlords, but just get the hype train. I mean, like last year they had a huge bump from BlizzCon. In subscriptions and resubs because of uh, Warlords, just announcement of it and all that excitement behind it. So another hype train coming in, and then the movie coming in also like a year later. It's just one of those things where I could see just you know like you like you mentioned like the new players coming in and not knowing what to do, getting penalized by it just by not knowing what to do. But I mean, there's reasons why there's all these sites out here, and you know this podcast for instance. There's 
there's a reason why we have these utilities for people if they want to learn how to play play better that they can go find it themselves they shouldn't just be like oh here's only four abilities like all these other new games coming out that are just so easy to play and yeah they get a lot of people enjoying them but they're I agree with you. I mean, just it's like the skilled players get penalized as a result of it, and I think it's the one thing that I, I actually tweeted out when it, when they first were starting to cut some abilities that were like, "Why are you putting this into one?" They were kind of good separated. Is like you're you're basically saying, well, it's not it's not the it should be the players if they want to do like a bad rotation. That's their that's their prerogative if they want to you know I, I like to call it play bad. They can do that, but you shouldn't penalize you know, the good players for knowing what to do and to optimize. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. I think that's, but then again, it's like, there's a whole, then, you know, you get people saying, well, that's an elitist attitude. But I mean, when you're striving to be that top 1% or that top three, you know, 0.1%, I think is what it is now for a lot of like, you know, edge progression raiders is that it's just, you know, very frustrating when that happens. And then it's also really frustrating when you see people out there that you'd hope that would, you know, kind of get the back of the progression per people and seeing, you know, utility removed from a lot of classes and making them basically worthless, almost. And like when you think of a raid utility role and, you know, just saying, oh, well, that's good that it's gone, you know, things like that. And then you see, like you said, <laughs> the mage, the mage one and then hunter, which yeah. I, I still I'm still I mean, mages were doing fine. I mean, they were blowing everything up on DPS wise. They look like their chains are doing really good on the on the uh, the beta. And so adding that amplification well, just- is just like you're going to stack mages now. Like you want eight or nine mages in your raid. No, I, mean, I wouldn't go quite that far, like eight or nine. I mean, down to, down, but uh, I mean, it just—it's so counter logic almost because it's like these are pure DPS classes, and you have hybrid DPS classes. And I know mm-hmm. they say time and time again that, and I've even got a—I've got a—I favorited not just the actual tweet, but I have it saved in my bookmarks. Uh, the tweet where it says they—they uh, they posted that. Hybrids and pures in Warlords will be equal because, like, they've said that for so long, yet it's never really been the case. And yes, sometimes hybrids have like uh, a niche patch where they've got like a buff or something and they come through. But at the end of the day, it's always been like your mages, your warlocks, and things like that that have been king of the hill. And, you know, mm-hmm. the hybrids such as the druids and whatnot, uh, you know, have, have been slightly behind. But what made them so valuable was their utility. And, you know, like stuff like Trank being removed from a Moonkin and then them giving them Nature's Vigil to replace that. Nature's Vigil can't hold a candle to Ant Magic. You know what I mean? So it's now you yeah. have, like, a Mage or a Moonkin, and, like, from my perspective, and I understand this is a very minority opinion, but, like, the way that I look at it is why do I bring a Moonkin to a raid if I can bring a mage that does the same damage and get an extra amplified magic because it's such a stronger cooldown. And, you know, and that's why I was, uh, you know, tweeting with Celestan about that. And he was like, well, or he admitted that uh, ant magic may be too overpowered. And I was like, well, it's more that nature's vigil is too underpowered. And then you saw recently after that conversation that ant magic got a 2% nerf uh, to healing done. Mm -hmm. And then Nature's Vigil got a slight bump, but I, I don't think it's enough to close the gap, um, you know, and things like that. And uh, it's just, it really is frustrating. And I'm not, I don't want to be the guy that's just straight bashing nonstop, <laughs> but I just, no, dude, yeah. I have so many just issues with a lot of the changes. And I understand part of that is my reluctance to want to change something that I'm attached to, to an extent. Like, that's fine. And it, it's, it's, like I get that, but it's just I think I'm in tune with the game enough to know 
when something's being changed unnecessarily or for the worse. And that's why I said, and I think a lot of these changes are not good, but you know, only time will tell. Now, yeah, and then the one I guess I'm getting into that as well, like because you know, Mythic is the newest instance now, and, the, and it's 20 man, so five less players that you're going to be able to put in stuff into the raid. Are you going to be solely looking for the utility first before you look for DPS? Or I mean, obviously you're, you're going to go for DPS first, but are right. you going to be maybe turning away like a longtime veteran member because they're just playing a class that has no utility? Or are you going to say, you know, if you want to be in the raid, you're going to have to swap to this class? Uh, for our guild, I don't really think that'll be an issue. Uh, I would say maybe for Guild's like a you know a tier or so below ours, like you know not. I mean, what I mean by that is like for us, it's we already have multiple characters, so it's going to be mm-hmm. you know we'll know ahead of time. So it's just going to be like where well, you're going to be playing this. It's not like somebody's you know getting the shaft. It's it's easy for us to swap around classes because you know we've been doing that for you know a few years now. That's been kind of the mindset is have multiple classes at your you know in your kit and in whatever we need. That's what we'll pick from. But uh, you know. It's not fair to ask people to do that, you know, from a Blizzard standpoint, and that's kind of what's going to happen. So what I mean by that is, like, you know, you're looking at a another highly ranked guild. I mean, I don't even really know how you want to quantify the different tiers well, of like, rating. Well, like, like uh, world first guilds are the ones that are, I would say top ten because those are the guilds okay. that could possibly any, you know, they could, you know, maybe they stumble on one boss or another, and then yeah. there's going to be that like mid that top twenty. So like, I go, I just go yeah. go top ten, top twenty. So probably like maybe a top twenty to top thirty guild. Yeah, something like that. And what I'm getting at is just like those guilds are not going to have the people that have multiple characters ready to go and things like that. And those are the players that are going to be getting punished because, you know, if everything is even close to being the same damage wise and things like that, you're going to take the one with, you know, you're going to take the one that has more utility. It's a, it's just, it's that simple. And it, that's why if they're taking away all these utility from like uh, the other classes, like let's look at a red paladin, man. One of the things mm-hmm. that a red paladin, like, no Devo and a Rhett is just like mind blowing, but and things like that. And uh, the only way I could see a hybrid, or I, I didn't really want to start calling these hybrids because their whole goal is to make them pure. But like the only like, unless they start penalizing the damage output of the pure deep of the mages, the hunters, and things like that for being able to have these, uh, you know aspect of the fox and amplify magic and things like that unless they're doing less damage i don't really ever see it being a contest for that raid spot it's going to be given to those people with those big ticket cooldowns mm-hmm. yeah and it, i think it's just exactly what we ran into with rogues right with smoke bomb when they originally came out with smoke bomb i mean or even still smoke bomb he's still there it's just i think it's half as much now so it's like but still, yeah, all the cooldowns went from like 20 to yeah, 10 but I mean, except like, it, barrier it, it's yeah. like yeah like taking a warrior that may be doing not as good dps over say like a monk who might be doing a little more because or like you know just like if they're about even just because they have the the cooldowns and the cooldowns benefit the raid more than the DPS does like a, like you always say like a, de- a dead raider does zero DPS mm-hmm. where a live raider because you have that throw put cooldown or whatever kind of cooldown you know they you end up killing the boss as a result of it and especially like you said the edge progression is always going to be different you know top ten top five you know going for that world first is always going to be completely different than any of the others guilds that may be out there someone is you know might be listening saying well i'm going to play brewmaster to the end of the earth or i'm going to play Mistweaver because i really enjoy it and that's the only class i'm going to play but if we're looking for these top guilds it's going to be one of the things that you say well when i'm making my recipe for the raid it's going to have as many cooldowns as i can stuff in there as long as i do good dps and 
you know, people unfortunately are, you know, forcing, you know, other, I mean, not forcing them away, but certain classes are going to get either no representation or maybe just one person there because their utility is just good for one. And that kind of goes into uh, my next question, which is because uh, I know I, I was watching you guys do the uh, heroic uh, testing um, was actually Windwalker. And the question I have for you, which I asked Just Wait, and he said he is negligible. He couldn't even tell that he was having a speed buff. Was that the mm-hmm. same for you? Could you not even tell yeah. that there was a speed buff in the raid? It just didn't yeah. even feel like anything? Yeah, I think that ability needs to be reworked. Probably won't be. I mean, I'm just. I hope it is though, because like, I mean, it's what it's like ten yards around the monk or yeah, something. Yeah, just around the monk and, and, and things like that. I mean, it just it feels. I mean, it's like why give them something like that if you don't make it kind of worth it? I I, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just uh, yeah. The speed buff is. I'm sure, and and it's hard to say with the limited testing that we've had, and I'm sure there's going to be a fight where it comes down to be super important like let's think about previous encounters and the one that comes to right mind right off the bat is something like heroic rag where you know you had the group run together yeah. uh and then depending on your strat for the the seeds you would you know run for those and then even just doing the dance having a little bit more movement would help you out and and things so i mean like it's obviously going to be a benefit and i'm not saying that it's horrible i just think that it's underwhelming in a overall sense i don't think it if anything remove the range penalty from it. Like if you're going to have them in the raid, just have it benefit everyone in the raid, not just like a, a range around the person and, and things like yeah, that. Kind of so. like a old school moon canor used to be right. Where it just like yeah. it hit everybody and then everybody got a benefit from it. Obviously before they started adding in, you know, other, you know, I think it was spell haste yeah, at the time. So adding that into other classes, but you know, I completely agree too. And you know, it's just, you don't really feel it too much. I mean, just because it's, uh, it's, it's, it's because it's the 10 percent too. Right. I mean, do you think like maybe like I think a just way actually said was something really good, which I thought was uh, a a really good point is that maybe have it be like a maybe half as cooldown or the same cooldown as like a stampeding roar, maybe half the speed or something like that to make it to where yeah. it's kind of like a mini stampeding roar or half the time or something, something where it's like a good benefit for the raid to like an active use. I, do, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't necessarily think that it has to be an active use. I don't think that's a bad idea. I'm just saying like I think they can keep it. With the speed increase, it just needs to be something that the raid benefits from at all times because there's a lot of times where ranged are nowhere close to getting that. You know what I mean? They're nowhere. Yeah. They're not within ten yards <laughs> yeah. of a, a wind walker, and it's not <laughs> going to be like, "Yo, dog, transcendence out here to make us run faster," and then like lose damage the <laughs> whole yeah. time and things like that. So, like, I really do think that that should just be a raid wide buff across the board. But then the flip side of that is now you have this special snowflake buff that's just on, and and that's no matter how it ends up working. The wind, Windwalker is the only one that brings that period. Yeah. So, like, no matter what, it, that's the case, right? So, then you get into the the idea of you know, look at the most recent victim, Resto Shaman, ancestral vigor, neutered, gone, like axed, and it's it, and things like that. So it's like you have these classes that have these snowflake abilities that are just getting removed. Yet you give something like, okay, you want the whole raid to move while casting. You want to amplify healing on the entire raid. Here you go, Hunter. Here you go, Mage. But we take, you know, the Windwalkers, and it, or the, I'm sorry, the Shamans, you know, Ancestral Vigor and things like that away. I mean, it just, it seems so counter logic across the board with a lot of these changes that they're doing. And I'm sure that they have a big picture idea of what they're going for. And, you know, we'll just have to see how it plays out. But, uh, yeah, I definitely, that's just something else that I think is kind of 
a gray area. Mm-hmm. And then I guess then the other question too related to when we you know Windwalker performance, Windwalker performance in raids is because uh, you know especially with Mythic. Now, were you running with one yesterday? I mean, I don't want to say too much. I don't want to say like exact composition, but I mean, just for Monk, did you try no, it out I mean, or were you having the, uh, stuff so far from being balanced right now, man? I don't yeah. really even have a problem talking. Really, I mean, obviously okay. not getting into strategies and stuff, but talking about like how did you kill the classes? Bus were, three, uh, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like, uh, yeah. I mean, we we were trying around the classes, and like I said, I mean, uh, it's it, it. You do like notice the the speed buff, but uh, yeah, I mean, that's I I, I just. Well, like, what about like damage, for instance? Like, what, did you notice? Like, were because I know that because yeah, because actually yesterday, oh, from a wind yeah, standpoint, should have been, uh, been like the damage should have been put in. Yeah, the problem with them right now is just the way the chi explosion is working, and mm-hmm. I don't know. You know, when you have like eighty percent of your damage coming from literally one ability, I shit you not, eighty <laughs> yeah, percent of your damage mm-hmm. coming from one ability. That's why I made the tweet that I was just like, hopefully, the before further mythic testing, we see better tuning on the classes because the bosses themselves don't seem that far mm-hmm. like out of tune. I feel like they're, yeah. you know, fairly polished for a beta, and yet the class balance is just. I mean, dude, it. I don't even really know the right word to use other than just like like broken all over the I mean, all over the it's, place. It's broken, is what I mean, yeah. especially cheek explosion because. I'm not even sure if they fixed it yet where it was not being amplified on clones at all for Storm Within Fire. And so yeah. you basically were missing out on that. But, like, why would you do that? Because you could just spam the ability and just do the same amount of damage. It was yeah. also actually applying the hot at to everybody when it did the AoE a heal for Mistweavers. So you get stupid OP healing for, like, no reason and not really show exactly how strong the class is. And, yeah. you know, I agree with you. I mean, I, I mean especially with Mythic, I mean... With mythic mythic testing now, they should have all the classes basically. Okay, we're we're done. This is it. We're maybe we'll tweak some numbers here and there if we see some large you know yeah. disparity between like, the classes. But that's we're I done think now. If any, I think if anything, right now they should be fine tuning numbers. Like the the whole heroic testing should have been getting this type. You know what I mean? Getting stuff somewhat close together from like a balance standpoint. And then when the mythic testing starts then start fine-tuning stuff. And, I mean, they're they're going to test 15 bosses. Because, there's 17 total, but I know they're not going to test the last two on each instance. So that brings down the Mythic testing to 15 bosses. Uh, so we're three bosses in. That leaves 12. Hopefully at some point soon, you know, they, they, they get it a lot more refined. But, I mean, realistically, it's not going to just be like, okay, here's a new patch. Everything is fixed. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. not going to happen, you know. So I mean, like, there's just such a disparity right now. I feel like it's going to take several patches to get that in line. So we're probably going to be uh, scratching our heads a lot when it comes to what classes are kind of stacking up where uh, going into you know the expansion. Mm-hmm. And and okay, so I, I mean, that's, I think that's a good overview of especially DPS classes. You know, the old hybrid tax situation and everything, kind of like almost like the foundation. You know discussion points of, of world of warcraft in general you know ever since the beginning hybrid tax and things like that coming into play versus pure dps or pure tanking or pure healing uh classes well not pure healing anymore actually with shadow but um so i guess then what we'll do is actually jump right into the main reason why i want to have you on because you're really as far as i can tell one of the only people actually doing brewmaster on the beta actively everybody's kind of just fled this like the di- the burning ship like rats kind of yeah. Or just retire in general um, from uh, you know just raiding um, 
just because of a lot of the removal of and changes to uh, Brewmaster. So I guess um, in case some people aren't aware of it, um, there was actually a post uh, the other day where they did increase um, the Lucid Brew from 35 up to 45%. And so that's kind of like one of the major things. Also, you get additional stamina. You get basically twice as much stamina. So kind of... It, you know, to some of us that have played for a long time, it basically it seems like they're turning Brewmaster into old school Druid. Is that kind of what you're seeing as well? Uh, as I far as like with maybe the, like go they, like avoidance yeah, I mean, I, I, and, I, and stamina yeah. kind of thing. Like that's our main, you know, to an extent. But I mean, like uh, I think what? Well, okay, I mean, holy cow! I gotta like try to piece all this stuff <laughs> in my head because I've literally got like four different things I want to talk about right now, and I've got to trigger, figure out how to tie them all in together. Um, it does play like a bear, but it, it in the same token, it kind of you can make an argument that it's always played like a bear, where you know it's mm-hmm. like a uh, avoidance tank for the most part, you know, and that's you know with savage defense on the bear and the, the monk with the lucid brew and things like that. Um, but uh, let's see, wait one sec, I'm gonna I'm trying to think uh, where I wanted to go with this. I get like ADD when it comes to this stuff. Um, <laughs> Do you mean like the problem? Yeah, the, no, no. Okay, I got you. the The problem that I think uh, is going on with the monks right now, um, they were hands down the weakest class a month ago. Like you know, when I was started kind of getting into beta heavily once, because I, I didn't even really want to get involved with beta right off the bat. To the extent, I mean, I mean, like I logged on and did some stuff, but it wasn't like I was going to start taking everything in fully because stuff just changes so much, like so quickly. It's just like you don't even want to start learning something until it gets in a slightly more refined state. Uh, that's just personally how I end up dealing with it. But anyways, um, the monk was at a, in a pretty rough spot. And uh, I guess what I can reference up front is we had a bunch of healers in the guild uh, and myself, we were out at the Mythic Tank Dummies in Shatrath where uh, people may not be familiar with it, but there's a tank dummy that hits increasingly harder and has a special attack uh, in chat that you just pretty much see how far you can make it on those. And what the way we were doing it was just like, uh, one healer and one tank, you know, I didn't want to get like 10 healers out there just dropping bombs on me and things like that. I was just going to try to do, do it with one healer and one tank. And, uh, the, the dummy would get higher stacks as it went. And, uh, before the, the huge druid nerfs, I got up to like 14 stacks with a druid. Uh, I was like, uh, I hit 10, I think, on everything but a monk at one point. So, like, uh, Druid uh, Druid was 14, Warrior DK, Paladin were all, like, 10 or so, I think. But the monk was just, like, he was getting smashed, man. Like, absolutely smashed. And, like, Expel Harm was healing for a fraction of what the other the other classes were healing, the self-healing was doing. Uh, you know, like a, 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 a prop Paladin with the, the stacks that amps his WOG or, or whatnot, his self-heal. I mean, you. I think I've got a screenshot of my Paladin critting for like almost 200k, man. Like, and it's just like what? And then my monk expel harm, and it was hitting for like 20k. And I'm just like, what is this? You know, and and, and things like that. And and that's with some resolve as well before they started buffing. Uh, you know, the monk self healing, and it also ties into the way a monk ends up scaling. And I don't really know how they're going to address this issue. And I actually think about right now, I think this is probably the biggest issue that they're dancing around is just the way that a monk scales. A monk is something that it's kind of like, if you look at it, like a, what's the word? Like what type of graph is that? That just has the, uh, 
the curve on it. I don't know, whatever. I'm not um, like a math guy, but uh, yeah. The, so what I'm saying, it's, yeah. it just it starts out slowly, but it just ramps up super quick. Whereas opposed to like, say, a warrior is just going to be a lot more of a steady curve, where the monk is just going to ramp up sharply. And I don't know if they can do anything about that. I think that that may be something that is just kind of that's how it is. Because what's going to happen if if they want to try to make everything equal at all times, you're going to have to end up buffing things for the monk that you're going to have to end up nerfing in the future because of, you know, let's say that this buff to expel harm, sure, it's going to get the monk by in the current tier, but you add a tier of gear to it and now it's overpowered and things like that. So uh, I think that that's a big obstacle for them when it comes to the monk, uh, you know, with like crit as well, with like your elusive brew. You have such low amounts of crit up front. It's not really like, and low amounts of haste and things like that. It's it's not... Uh, you know, it's a, it's a rough time. Whereas a tier from now, you know, you've just got like crit, you know, access crit all over the place where you've got just rolling elusive brew 24 seven. Uh, you've got a lot of mastery inherently through gears. So the amount of damage your shuffle is reducing is just like, you know, shuffle also scales like insanely better than a lot of the other tanks mastery and things like that. So I think that that's the number one problem with the monks is just the way that their scale happens over the tiers and i don't know how they're gonna make the monk i mean it's still it's not horrible like you know and we're in there on mythic fights and it's not like i ever feel completely useless but i do feel inferior from a self-healing standpoint that's for sure and i, I think know it's kind of all over the place oh no yeah. no no i i got exactly what you're saying and i think the the one thing too because of the self-healing issue is because vengeance is gone and a lot of the component to this the expel harm was resolved result of attack power and since you're not no longer getting that huge amount of attack power you're basically your expel harm does nothing same with your um healing spheres which got removed which is also another component to the monk healing which uh, you know a lot of people did use where you put a nice you know healing sphere yeah. there you take a huge hit you roll it you go right into it you're healed by, back up without having to worry about it. you could basically self-heal there and uh, that's that's still a thing though just to interrupt well, there but like the uh the the, 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 the yellow spheres yeah the ones that you mm-hmm. like passively spawn i don't know if they like i would have to read i think they may have actually even increased the rate at which those spawn because like that's kind of like the monk play style what you just said it's like you and no one else can see those but you and they're like really bright yellow i like that change instead of the faint green and things like that so you know the uh you just end up running over those and the way that the resolve works is kind of like a uh the fix or I don't really know what else to label it for not having vengeance. That's kind of what it is yeah. now is resolve. And I think it's resolve is a way better mechanic than vengeance. I mean, across the board, I can't tell you how awesome it is to know how much damage you should be looking forward to outputting as opposed to this mindset where, Oh, let me find what insane amount of damage I can put, you know, my character through and ask the healers to heal me and put the rate at risk or even not even if it's putting the rate at risk, it's just like, you're all you're always worrying about like some cheese mechanic where a tank gets like you know insane vengeance and then just goes you know super saiyan on the boss or something. I, I feel like resolve <laughs> yeah. is such a more consistent and reliable way of dealing with that stuff. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I mean, I, I can see what you're saying too about the scaling as well with Brewmaster because it, it almost seems to kind of how Brewmaster evolved over this tier. I mean, there were almost no Brewmasters at all in the beginning of the tier because you really didn't have any stats. Then all of a sudden, you know, Heart of Fear started rolling around, and all of a sudden you have like these, you know, monks putting world number one 
Parsas on that are tanking Galaron, and then also with uh, was it Windlord also as well going with that boss, which you had a lot of AOE, and then you know starting to pick up, just being a little bit stronger, a little stronger, and then in TOT is kind of where they just shined out, and then yeah, same with Siege as they, well. Yeah, they they took off in Throne, in my yeah. opinion. That's when when it was just like, okay, these guys are like, and I don't know if it was. I mean, I know it was partially to what we're just talking about now, the scaling issue, but I think it was also maybe just, it was a new class as well that also was a slight factor into it. You know, people just getting more knowledgeable and things like that, playing it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I th- ultimately I think it's going to come down to them trying to figure out how to deal with the scaling uh, as far as mm-hmm. how Brewmaster is going to end up this this initial tier of the X-Pack. Because like I said, if they buff them too much, they're just going to have to turn around and nerf them you know, very, very soon afterwards. Now, and, uh, now the, yeah. one, the one question though, is what if they added like another kind of, I mean, again, another, like you mentioned, bear tank, uh, added some kind of component to where armor scales a little bit better, maybe like only 10, maybe 10% or 5% or something where you get a little bit of additional armor. Do you think that might add a little bit into it where you're able to do something along that? Or do you think it's, it's just more of, you know, like you, yeah, because I could easily see that to where you know brewmasters are just kind of everybody doesn't want to play them right now. Then all of a sudden you get into foundry and everybody's playing a brewmaster because they just scale with all the gear. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't think that that would be. I think it's just. I think no matter how you end up handling it, is it's just it's the design of the class. The fact that you have such avoidance on demand with elusive brew. The way that your shuffles, sagger, uh, you know, synergizes and things like that on top of the avoidance and just the raw damage output of the tank inherently because it goes crit for the elusive brew stacks and th- it just synergize like you're gaining damage while gaining survivability, you know, and things like that. Whereas the other tanks, it's like, you know, you want to get haste on a death knight to get faster rune regen. Okay, well, your blood shield's going to be hit as a result. The monk doesn't have that problem, you know. So it's it, it and I don't it, it's not changing. You know they're not going to redesign the class. I just ultimately I think it's going to be just a growing pain in the first tier. Now, do you think what it'll be is that Brewmasters will end up turning at least in the first initial tier? If say it stays as is, um, do you think they'll turn into basically if there's AOE ads that we have to taunt away that they'll be the tank because of Dizzing Haze? The statue also now has threat on demand. Like I mean, it mm-hmm. always does threat. Do you think it's just those are the things that maybe you'll play why Brewmaster may be superior for? And also, obviously, kiting anything is will be the best yeah. because of that. Broom, the transcendence change it just adds to their kiting kit. Not that it wasn't an option before. I mean, I used it on a garage or whatever, but there was definitely some butt clenching moments while I'm waiting for the <laughs> transcendence to finish casting. As like yep. you know, fifty mobs are like on my you know right on top of me. Um, but yeah, I mean, right now, kiting wise, Monk is still king shit, uh, followed closely by a warrior. Um, warrior definitely, you know, it's still, warrior still has on par, if not better in some situation, mobility just due to, you know, double charge leap and intervene and things like that. So a Monk and a warrior on their own tier when it comes to mobility. And, uh, I don't know if you've saw the tanking comparison spreadsheet that I made. Uh, I could show it to you after the, the podcast if you ever wanted to just yeah, take a look I, I at it. I mean, yeah, it just over uh, a tiny bit of it. Yeah, yeah, I, it just you know, and things like that are are fine. Having some tanks that excel at mobility and things like that, but uh, yeah, I mean, you're asking about kiting. A monk is still going to be good there, and AOE damage. I Death Knight has actually got pretty. The thing with the Death Knight is they keep adjusting 
a lot of the damage. I mean, they're actually doing this on every class, so it's not just the Death Knight. But until numbers get finalized, it's hard to say. But as far as the kit itself, a Death Knight is very well equipped for AoE. I think Warrior is lacking when it comes to AoE, unless you spec something like Bladestorm, which obviously is just you can't spam it. So if you know if the fight allowed it and you had Bladestorm up for every wave of ads that it was needed, sure you're 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 fine. But like what what happens if it's ads that come out at a faster rate than your blade storm is up. Then you have like T clap and you know, things like it's just not, it's not on par with the others. It's not on par with like keg smash, spinning crane kick, breath of fire, dizzying haste, you know, and, 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 th- and uh, what they did fix with the death Knight in this regard was giving them an AOE runic power dump. Whereas before the only runic power dump you had was your rune strike death coil, which were both single target. Now they've given the Death Knight uh, the Breath of Sindragosa. I'm not sure if you saw those tweets. I was messaging or uh, tweeting to Celestalon about that ability, but uh, it it has a lot of it has a lot of potential. It's just going to come down to kind of how they end up balancing it. And right mm-hmm. now it's on a one minute cooldown, which is completely pointless in my opinion. I think that it should just be a toggle on and off like conversion. Uh, there's zero reason it should be on a one minute cooldown. If it's going to stay on a one minute cooldown, I think the damage should be greatly increased. Like uh, the Beast Lord Darmac fight or whatever his name is, the one that uh, yeah, I've actually got a video on my YouTube of the Death Knight on mm-hmm. there. Uh, I don't remember if I had Breath of Cindergosa during the video or not, but uh, it does. It feels good to just you know, okay, let me pull up the RP and then just toggle this on, and you just see a lot of numbers, but. It has to be actually worth it, especially for a level 100 talent. You know, I mean, I, you, you would like to think that that ability is going to be a heavy hitter, not just, you know, something that's kind of there. And it doesn't actually even matter if you use it or not. Like, I could totally not, with, with how it was tuned when we were doing heroics, it didn't really matter if I used it. It was such a marginal gain on damage and threat. It was frustrating almost. So, um, the other classes, uh, did they add swipe back to druid? For some reason, I'm thinking that was a thing. Did they? I, no, no, I do not believe so. No, I think it's okay. still on. I think somebody was talking about them like doing that, or maybe they were just proposing the idea or not. But uh, right now, it's like what thrash and that's it. Yeah, yeah, just I'm just pretty thrash, sure. I think, so right now, I, I it just it doesn't make sense to me. Whenever you have some tanks that just have one, even two abilities, whereas you have these other tanks that just have like so, you have a holy power or a prop paladin. Sorry, they have their 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 AOE hammer, and then they have consecrate, uh, and of course they can spec in the lights hammer and throw that on the ground too. So they have like a medium amount of AOE, but none of those are like super heavy hitting. Like a monk, dude, when you go in there and you hit keg smash, mm-hmm. it's just like let's go. You know what I mean? It's just everything is on you like glue. Let me toggle on spinning crane kick. Let me put up a zen sphere on my head. Let me put a breath of fire out, and it's just like. You're going to town, man, and I love it. I mean, I absolutely love AOE tanking on a monk. It's fun. I just, I guess, what I'm getting at is like I don't understand why they allow other classes to suffer in that area instead of just giving them something. Just from an as, not even from a numbers game, just from a this is fun game. Like mm-hmm. it's so fun to be able to do all these different things while you're, you know, AOE tanking instead of just running in there hitting thunderclap and spamming revenge or some shit. Well, yeah, and then like you mentioned too, I mean, just it makes it to where, you know, and then the monk, then you look at the monk as far as survivability and it's the, the least like 
you know, of the all the tank classes, at least currently how it is in the, yep. in the initial tier. And so it's like you're trading off all this cool stuff that you want to play because it's, you know, really strong. And then you, you just like it's the trade off that you have to almost have to play that it seems like that they want to stay away from uh, the way, at least with the removal of all the cooldowns from tank classes. It seemed like that they're going to where it's just like whatever you want to play, it's because you want to play it, not necessarily because it's a better tank than the other ones. Right. Or and, from the utility that brings to the raid, right? Exactly. Yeah. 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 Removing the utility from the tanks, other than, you know, AoE and things like that, maybe that might be a little stronger for some classes, but meaning to where, you know, the tanks, like, like if you're in, like, a, say, a smaller progression guild or, I mean, a, a top 20 guild or something like that, and you have a tank. Instead of going like, oh, well, you're going to have two bear tanks or something like that, or you're going to have a, a bear and a paladin or, or bear and a warrior or something like that, you're going to be, oh, well, hey, we'll have a brewmaster just because, you know, it's, he's really, you know, good at AoE. And yeah, maybe he might take a little bit of damage, but that's okay. But if you're like going for that number one, you're just going to say, whatever, I'm, I don't want to die in this fight. So I'll have to, you know, have to go for the best survivability. Yeah. And it seems like that they were kind of going away from that. They wanted to go where all the tanks were kind of the same, is, a, yeah. is what and, I mean by that. And, and I think they, they overall they're getting the tanks are a lot closer balanced than the damage right now and even healers in in some regards uh tanks are probably the closest is in terms of balance uh but they're definitely not finished i just mean that if anything that's an indication of how jacked up the you know dps disparity is from the damage mm-hmm. healer uh standpoint but um the thing that i don't like though about the changes is you know, the Devo not being on a prop paladin. I don't even play a prop paladin. Like, if anything, I should be rejoicing at the fact that now I don't have to compete with a prop paladin, like, utility kit, you know? But yeah. it's it's just from a... Not just looking at it from... I'm, I'm not... That's what, I'm not just looking at it from my point of view. I'm looking at it from just an overall... But, like, I've... One of the best times that I've had tanking was in Dragon Soul with that four set for every tank because you had like an ability to make a play for the raid as a tank. And it felt like it was supposed to be that way. You know, like it's, it's like as a tank, your responsibility is to guard the raid for, you know, some, uh, you know, metaphor or whatnot. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, 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 and to like have, and it was frustrating kind of that it was tied into like a lot of personal CDs, but on the same token, you know, disregarding that just the whole premise that the tank had a cool like so the warrior shield wall get was given to the whole raid the bears frenzy region was given to the whole raid back when it amplified healing the blood knight uh blood knight the uh, death knights uh vamp blood was given to the whole raid and things like that and it just it felt so str- i was just like wow th- i hope they do more of this going into mop because that was the last tier of kata i was like you i mean the only way anyone with a mind would think about that is like, wow, maybe this is how they want to start developing the tanks, you know? And it's just like, this is awesome. And now one X-Pack later, you know, an X-Pack ago at the end of, of Kata, you, we have that mindset. You fast forward to the end of Mop, and it's like the exact opposite. Now it's like remove everything from the tanks. The the Prop Paladin doesn't even have Demo. The Monk doesn't have Avert Harm. Uh, you know, and things like the Death Knight never really had the utility because very, I mean, you, you, you were literally playing Russian roulette if you don't spec into purgatory and you go AMZ, uh, and, 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 you know, things like that. So I just, that part is frustrating because I feel like if anybody should have utility, it should be a tank or a healer, not DPS or, you know, and then you see like that gets back into what, you know, them giving raid utility to damage dealers while removing it from tanks and healers. It just, 
it seems so counter logic. Well, yeah, and definitely like you mentioned with the because I remember those four pieces and you know they're really awesome because you know as you know especially when I you know we're playing tanks on like for alt runs or anything like that or LFR. Like you, like you mentioned, like your raid starts taking damage, and you're like, "Don't worry, I got this, guys." And like, I could pop my big cooldown, and even though personally I don't need it, the raid needs it, and so it's that goes like you said to that mindset of being a tank that you're supposed to take all the damage for the raid. You're supposed to be like that front line of defense for the raid, and the raid can do all their stuff behind you, and then you're there just to absorb all that damage, which is just you know, and again, like you mentioned, or prevent it, it, it altogether, or, right, or, yeah. yeah, or prevent it, and so. Having it to where it is now, to where you know the tanks are all the same, I could see why they want them to be the same. But you know, like you mentioned, there's the flavors kind of being lost from the tanks, and I can definitely see that uh, that point of view. Um, the to tie into that, the uh, reason that I think what they're doing does another another reason I think that they don't what they're doing is doesn't make sense is by giving the utility to DPS instead of tanks and healers. Now you are giving it to something that can be stacked and abused you know what i mean so it's like they're wanting to get away from that right so that's why they're taking away from all these classes yet they're giving it to the roles that you know like healers can only fill a certain you know x number of slots in a raid tanks can only fill x number of slots in a raid like you're you're going to want as few of those as possible whereas in it from a damage perspective you know let's say in a mythic comp it's anywhere from 10 to 15 let's just hypothetically say that yeah, like probably I would – let's just say 14. That's going to be the average amount of DPS that you have in a raid. Uh, the fact that you can have 14 classes stacked that bring some sort of utility, it just – it's it doesn't make sense to me because, yeah, like I just don't know why you would be taking it away from the healers and the tanks, whereas you're only going to have two tanks in a raid, or even one or three max, you know, anywhere from one to three tanks. And healers, I would say anywhere from like – three to six probably with the mythic design. I mean, we haven't seen, you know, any of the like super healing intensive fights yet, but uh, it just seems very backwards to me to be giving the utility to classes that can abuse it whenever they're trying to keep that from happening. Yeah. And that's kind of what I was, you know, the beginning of the show asking about like the raid comps that you're going through, because it seems like, you know, going saying, like I mentioned, they're stacking those eight mages in there because you're going to abuse the mechanic of having this cooldown for them. Or for the raid, and so just it's just one of those things that it seems like they were trying to get away with removing, you know, Diva or from a rep pally, uh, you know, removing de- uh, de- uh, demo banner from warrior, things like on this nature. But then mm-hmm. they keep, you know, rallying cry, and then they keep um, smoke bomb for a rogue. So it's like it's very interesting when you're playing, like, say, for instance, a windwalker, and you get like this small speed boost that's only in a ten yard radius. And it just doesn't feel like it's something that you can benefit the raid from. And like you mentioned, you're only going to want one of them. It's going to be like the special special snowflake of your raid where it's like, oh, we only have this guy in because he provides this buff for us. Mm-hmm. Not like we want this guy in because of his you know, DPS that he can provide to us. So I guess if uh, I guess it's a good point for us to kind of wrap this thing up, uh, kind of going off on a bunch of different tangents, and it's always you know yeah. great having you on here because it's you know this is like I know this is the stuff that people like to you know you know listen from uh, the, you know the top end raiders whenever we have anybody on um, you know from uh, you know for you you know number one U.S. skilled and then almost almost got the world first this this time but hopefully. Hopefully, uh, with the mythic, you'll be able to get it in there because it's definitely going to be heavy competition. Is there, is there any like guilds that you're looking out for? Like, like I mentioned, Paragon or anything, uh, or are you just really method is just your eyes are keen on them. No, uh, I mean, 
at the end of the day, man, it's kind of the same as it always has been. You're not really worried about another guild. Mm-hmm. You're just, it's like playing golf or, uh, swimming or what, you know, what any of those like sports that you don't have direct involvement with someone else, yet you're still competing against them. It's kind of the same way rating is, to be honest with you. And it's just, uh, you just have to kind of worry about making sure everything that you have is lined up and then just doing the absolute best you can do and going forward from there. I mean, I definitely, I will say that I am super glad for the mythic change for the simple fact that it, you know, we got Paragon back in the mix. I, you know, it was sad to see them go in the first place. Uh, you know, regardless of, you know, they could win, come in second, third, fourth, I mean, whatever. I'm just, I'm glad that they're back in the raid scene. Um, I think uh, a couple other guilds were ended up uh, trying to get back in it. So, I mean, like anything that's kind of drawing more people to the raid scene, it's it's always a good thing. So, uh, mm-hmm. you know, we'll just, it's, it's going to be a very important tier for sure. And uh, yeah, hopefully we're able to, you know, pull it out. We've had some Pretty solid roster additions and things like that. So, uh, pretty optimistic going into the expansion. But you know, there's a lot of good guilds, man. And uh, oh, yeah. at the end of the day, it's just you, you know, it's all about you know what we've done previous expansions. It doesn't matter. It's just we got to get in there and perform. Yeah, especially with that two weeks before the first raid, too. You'll be able to get everybody and you know possibly one or two alts leveled up and geared up with heroic and you know, challenge mode gear and all that kind of stuff. So everybody's kind of on the same field instead of like, oh, you know, this guild just happened to get the best trinket you can, you know, two days before raid started or or something like that. Yeah, I, I think it'll be a little bit better baseline, but I also think that the way the loot works, this expansion coming up is going to create a lot more of those situations with, oh, okay. uh, with the, with the you know, or, the random, yeah. yeah, the war, like, dude, you can get Warforged drops with, uh, from five man gear and there's also Warforged with sockets and things like that. So like if you just get lucky enough to get, you know, your tanks with full Warforged with sockets as opposed to, and it just depends on what the drop rate is. If it's enough to where you can, you know, farm it semi hardcore and get it no big deal. But, uh, I just hope it's, it's never really in a situation. And I mean, ultimately it will be because of the way the rating works and the raid drops are also for, you know, work that way. You know, it's just, uh, what happens whenever you need move speed off of the gear to make the difference in a fight and the one guild is lucky enough to get, you know, the key role people with the move speed gear uh, and things like that. I mean, it's just, it's not excuse making, you know, or, you know, pre-planning any, I, mean, I know some people mm-hmm. are like, oh, this guy's just crying. It's just like, I'm just pointing out potential issues with the, you know, the gear. And I think it will be an issue at some point, whether it's this tier, next tier, or what have you. At some point, it will you will hear people complaining about the how random the loot is. Yeah, but hopefully uh, it'll be you'll be sitting at the top, right? And you'll be looking <laughs> yeah, down. That, everybody will be like, yeah. "Oh, we got all the drops, whatever." Cry more, noob. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I mean, people are going to complain regardless, man. So yeah. like, they're going like, he like just, oh, he's yeah, US. He, he got it before us just because he's US or something like yeah. that. You know, like they try to do all the time. Those Europeans. Uh, um, okay, well, you know, again, thanks, Rick, for being on the show. It's you know always a great pleasure to talk with you and kind of get your you know perspective on things, which is you know a little different than a lot of people. And so it's always you know nice to share that with everybody. And if you uh, you know go ahead and give actually Rick a follow at on Twitter at Rignaros, and then also Rignaros.com has all his information on there as well for his Twitch, 
uh, when you when you do stream there, it has that there, and then also has your YouTube channel, which is uh, youtube.com slash mercenary ferret, and then also bloodgaming.net. Um, I think you're still doing. Uh, are you still doing a razor promotion? I think last I checked, or uh, uh, no, we we actually may be doing something pretty soon with some razor stuff. Uh, yeah, just stuff we're working out with them sponsorship wise. Going into wide, uh, they're maybe doing some promotional stuff. Any of that information will be uh, on my Twitter and the Blood Legion Twitter if you guys just want to check it out there. Yeah, so yeah, definitely give them a follow and then, you know, pop in too because I uh, – now, is Affinity going to be running the videos when you guys do them? Because I know you have like the, what, six bosses or whatever usually you come to like a agreement except for the Russians who just do whatever they want to. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, uh, is it like yeah, he'll, we will he be streaming them when, when it comes down to or will you also be streaming them as well? No, I probably I'm, – I'm going to be busy with – uh, you know, I'm not really going to be dealing with any of the media okay. stuff during pro- until progression's over. Uh yeah, I'm sure Affinity will be doing the loop thing that he usually does with yeah. the kill vids and things like that. With but, like uh, 8,000 yeah. people just sitting there watching the same loop over and over again. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, give him a follow and, you know, uh, just, you know, t- say hello, pop in when he's doing his uh, weekly farming clears. And again, thanks, Rick, for joining us uh, this week. It's always a, a pleasure. And, uh, yeah, man. You- um, go ahead. No, no, I was just going to go ahead. No, I was just going to uh, say thanks for having me, man. I really appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, hopefully people were able to kind of listen to the podcast and not – I know it kind of had some <laughs> negative overtones, just like I said up yeah. front, just my kind of discontent with where the game's direction is going. But, you know, not all the time is stuff, you know, marshmallows and, uh, you know, rose-colored glasses. You know, it's just uh, – it's good to see both sides of it, whether or not you want to agree or disagree with me. It's good to at least understand that some people, you know, feel and think the way that, you know, the the issues that were addressed during the interview. So, yeah. Yeah. And then if uh, you want to get in touch with the show, you can go and email us at show at monkcraftpodcast.com. You can go hit up, hit up us on Twitter at monkpodcast. And then also monkcraftpodcast.com where we have all the video, all the podcast episodes, all they're archived. So go ahead, check out all the other ones for, you know, Miss Weaver, Windwalker there as well. And uh, thanks for uh, joining us this week. We hope to have you back here each and every week on the Craft Podcast. Take care.